0: Now, uh, before we start, we need to check who you are. Would you be so good as to click on the images of a sports stadium? Thank you. And the other one. And the uh, the one in the corner. Oh, you dummy, that's a castle. For goodness <laughs> sake. You better go listen to the Griff for podcast. For the rest of us, let's move on. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio Stop show. Stop
1: scaring away our three We're listeners. Here to save
0: you money. To increase your sales and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts, 1-833-eBay-723, that's 1-833-322-9723. This is fake announcer guy saying, here's Philip and Sherry. Yes, uh, Philip Jackson and uh, Sherry Smith, your hosts on the, uh, the Ramshackle edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. A little podcast about having fun and making money on eBay. Uh, Sherry's based over in Colorado, sells lots of fine goodies uh, on a, a consignment basis and the occasional very, very dodgy handbag. Uh,
1: Philip sells high-end audio equipment from the marshlands of Florida He's been selling full-time on eBay for over 14 years and also sells from his own web store. He prefers dealing with businesses rather than consumers. Mm -hmm.
0: There you go. And what do we have coming up in today's program?
1: Oh, we have a new layout for your listing pages. Is that good or bad for sellers?
0: Ah, The all-important question of the week, what the heck is streetwear anyway and why should I care?
1: Yeah, not sure I figured the, it out. Informal briefing from eBay. We've got some interesting changes that yeah, were announced. Yeah, they had a
0: little uh, get-together with a few people and uh, let a few snippets of information pass their extremely fine filter. Uh, also, we'll uh, go into the topic that drives the most comments in our mailbag. That's the new international shipping. Uh, and I think we concluded that resistance is completely futile.
1: Ah, have you given up?
0: And also, I'll put a quick plug in before we do the main program. Uh, Very soon, we're having that uh, get-together in Orlando, 13th of June. That's next Tuesday, depending when you get this. Having a happy hour get-together. And Brian Burke, the wonderful Brian Burke, uh, and another chappy from eBay is coming along to talk to us. It's your chance to get your eBay questions answered, meet other local eBay people, have fun. Great happy hour, half-price burgers, all that stuff. Uh, To find out details, I won't bore you with them now. But if you go to the meetup website, you type in ebay in the subject orlando in the place and it'll be the first thing that pops up on your screen so that's our get together with brian burke 13th of june in orlando there's some other events in orlando in florida taking place we'll talk about those later but without that uh, without further yakking from me let's get started with the ebay news
1: okay ebay officially announces streetwear authentication oh yeah so i went about finding out what streetwear is and I'm really still not sure, but they said that new' <laughs> it's and just pre-owned... The same
0: crappy t-shirt and shorts that I wear inside the house when I go outside the house, that becomes streetwear, isn't it?
1: Uh, you know, maybe that's what it is, but it's looks like it's only from a handful of brands. Uh-huh. So it's for new and pre-owned inventory that sell for over two hundred dollars or okay. two hundred plus from Amy Leon Dior or Dore. I've said it wrong, not Dior. Fear of God. K-I-T-H, Supreme, Off-White, Palace and Stone Island. Those are all now eligible. But has anybody heard of those brands? I haven't. I, I was going to say, I haven't
0: heard of any of those, but that's not, to be, that's not surprising. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but maybe it's the beginning of them getting into authentication for, I guess it is the beginning, for clothing. We'll th- see if it gets to brands that we've actually heard of.
0: All right. So that's uh, Streetwear Authentication. I, I noticed something the other day, Sherry, that... I think is something that you want to bear in mind when you work on your listing. Now, this is how you know, you know when you sell stuff on uh, eBay, quite often the same stuff appears on Google because they feed that information into Google every night. And depending on how much they're willing to pay the Google machine, it surfaces in Google shopping and things, places like that. I noticed they changed the way the pictures now appear. So when you hover your mouse over your item in Google, if it's a shopping listing, It kind of flips over to the second image in the deck rather than the first image
1: Uh so when
0: your mouse is off the item you see image number one when you mouse over the little image it changes to number two so i'm thinking okay well there's no point in making images one and two effectively a very similar thing maybe you know image one is the front and maybe image two is the back if it's important or something like that so the 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 takeaway from this is at least as far as shopping on Google is concerned, which is still important, um, consider maybe now also changing the order of the photos beyond number one to think about what number two might be because that might be more enticing than whatever else you have in the the image pack. Yeah, I usually
1: show everything that's included in the first picture, and then I show more of a close-up concentrated picture on the item. But that's good to know that we want that to be, because the I don't mind picture. betting most
0: people just upload the photos in the order that you took them because that's the way the date stamp works, and probably it just date sorts them when you bring them in. So it may be the second, the second one you took may not be the, the best choice. so yeah, it's not difficult to you know shuffle things around the little carousel the little slideshow thing and move things around. So there you go. little tip for you there. Um, uh, next one's uh, item here yeah. from our, our local government correspondent.
1: Oh, yes. So the Inform (laughs) Act, which did go through, and eBay helped Uh, write to prevent worse things from going through. Uh, They have an opt-out process, which is now live. So the Inform Act part of that is uh, being required Sorry, to display a seller's physical address. Mm. And when you're selling from home, that's not exactly desirable. So you can opt out because... You have about a month to opt out and then it's gonna go live. So if you have your eBay business at home, you're gonna wanna do that.
0: And if you don't do it, your registered address will be attached or included in every single order, confirmation, all that sort of stuff that goes to your buyers, which you may or may not care about personally. I don't particularly want that. So I've clicked the opt-out link. It says, why are you opting out? And you say, because that's a residential address and they say, fine, that's everything we need to know. Job done. Yeah. So there good. you go. Um, I've got to do that. I, I would recommend you do that if you work out at home. I think a lot of us do. Yeah. Also, uh, news this week. Um, the I don't know if everyone's getting this. I, I saw the new item page, uh, the listing page, uh, hit me, but maybe it's not on everyone's browser yet. Um, first reaction I think was quite good because it's a much more visually interesting setup where the number one Image is much more prominent and center and bigger than before. Um, and it kind of moves the sort of seller credentials over to the right a little bit. So I think it's quite a good idea. The thing that I think they're really doing this for is to shove everything upwards a little bit to create bigger space below the sort of the titling bit for them to put in an even bigger promoted items carousel. There's two of them, at least on the listing I looked at, and then my stuff is below that. So... Um, it's, a, it's a, a step forward in terms of it's more visually enticing. And one of the things they, 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 to give you a sneak preview, one of the things they talked about at this meeting we were at was, oh, yes, we are definitely going to be increasing the resolution of photos because right now everything is downsampled to 1,600 pixels. And it's pretty clear to me this layout is now geared towards a Buyers using bigger monitors. I mean, who doesn't use at least like a 2K monitor? These are 1920 pixels. I mean, everybody's got to be using one of those, right? So um, the old layout was very dated, and so it's designed for wider monitors, more pixels, and in due course, it'll look much, much better when they upgrade the photos to higher resolution and people like us upload higher resolution photos. So um, it's obviously geared towards their needs to have more advertising, but it doesn't do a bad job, I thought, in terms of presenting the stuff. On the screen Good. All right. Yeah.
1: and uh, the AI tool was removed after just a few days I think we mentioned that last hmm. week that you after writing your title they were uh, rolling out this AI tool that would write your description for you then for you to just go through make sure it was accurate and then edit however uh, they have stopped it there were some problems
0: I think people ran into really? issues that they didn't They didn't explain what the little icon thing was for. It was like a magic wand or something, and the fact that when you click on it, yes, it would come up with some AI-generated idea for how you might sell your item, but it deleted the stuff you'd painfully typed in with two fingers on the little screen oh, on your phone man. and sent you back to square one if you didn't care for the way the AI was written. I, I think they've now realized oh. that was a dumb idea. You might question why they didn't test it first, but there we go um so well, uh, they tested it i, I think yeah, it's yeah, tested, tested it. a lot of very unhappy guinea pigs out there complaining about it uh anyway I, I think it's now corrected i think they've they've learned from that and i i, th- and I think they've got 10 or someone on uh, people on this thing so it only applies right now to the uh the you know the phone the and tablet the the app app thing yeah uh, the rest of us that use old-fashioned technology aren't going to be exposed to that anytime soon I don't think uh, but anyway uh, and it you know you and we would we privately testing some of these AI stuff to see whether we thought it would be an interesting item for the program and I, I, I did some trials and the stuff it came out with was was pretty horrible and I thought that's not gonna be very interesting let's see if we can find a better way of doing this And because now they've they've launched it and the examples that I've seen people posting online Just not any better, frankly, than the few bullet points they probably gave it in the first place. Um, So I I think it will get better.
1: Whatever happened to preferring just bullet points since people don't want to read long paragraphs? Now there's a new fun tool, and we want to use it even if it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, everything goes around in circles. We'll We'll be back on free shipping soon. Oh, no, I don't want that. Anyway, so who knows? Uh, play with that. If you have any uh, experience or thoughts or whatever, you're very welcome to get in touch. Uh, you can do that through our site. That is sell, sell, sell.online. AI back in the listing flow. And obviously, this is a big deal for them. They see that as an important um, important advancement. We'll, we'll cover that a bit later on. But let's in first talk about our friend International Shipping. This is the big deal where um, eBay puts themselves in the middle of the process, becomes the shipper of record, does all the customs documentation, deals with returns returns and refunds, all that sort of stuff, uh, apart from me, because I've decided to opt out at least as best I can in the meantime. The problem is it's all or nothing. You you basically have to put everything into the one-size-fits-all eBay system, and a lot of people want stuff faster than that, and the only way to do that is to, to opt out and roll your own. So that's what I'm trying to do, although it's incredibly difficult to do because the machine. That eBay has created is is trundling through my listings, doing its stuff anyway. I haven't mm. heard whether my opt-out's actually been accepted, um, but they've already gone through and hacked apart all my shipping policies to take out any reference to oh, yeah. eBay standard international. So the nicely named shipping policies with things that I could sort by are now gobbledygook titles with various things missing. I have to go through and sort all that out. Was that
1: the only thing that it messed with was shipping policies? Or did it also mess up business policies? Because I heard of it messing up policies. I just didn't know if it went beyond shipping it didn't, policies.
0: It didn't, people have talked about there was a mess up in terms of quantities. I don't think I experienced that. Only one I've discovered so far is the shipping policies because most of my shipping policies have eBay Standard International as an option. And that is being retired from the general menu of items uh, at the beginning of July. So they, they don't want me writing listings now that will run into July with that option. So the way they've done it is they've k- killed off the old shipping policies and replaced them with something they like the look of better. Uh-huh. Um, so that's <clears throat> that's a bit of an impact. And also, I'm not certain... In the, the web-based listing flow, it does talk about returns being handled via eBay International Shipping's returns process. So I don't know if opting out gets you out of that or whether you're now like it or lump it included in the new eBay return system, which will mean, in my case, they I'm guessing they won't be handling the refund on my behalf, but they'll probably be producing the label on my behalf. So that's a slightly blank check type situation, mm. um, but we'll see. Uh, we're at the point of small percentages, small percentages there. So I think I can sleep at night. We'll we'll just see what happens and, and wing it and, and try and make that work. So, uh, yes, the big machine is, is trun- trundling on. Uh, it's like a huge steamroller coming down a hill. And if you want to lie in front of it, that's fine. But don't expect it to stop for you. It's, gonna, it's gonna right. going to keep on going. You want,
1: might want to move out of the well, way. I think it's a
0: good program. I'm not knocking it. I think it's a very ambitious program. It's a very complicated program. It's well-designed. It's going to have some rough edges. Um, it doesn't really cater well to people that like to do their own thing. Uh, that's obvious. And, but I think, it'll, I think it'll be interesting. The only thing I, I think that I'm questioning is this business about them, them handling all the returns and eating the cost of that. That's going to become enormous.
1: It is. I, I wonder how that's going to play out.
0: I mean, apart from that, it'll be so easy to defraud. The they're going to have to close that down, surely. I mean, let's say I've got an Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know what the kids kids use these days, but let's say some really expensive gizmo and it got fried in a lightning strike. I want the money back. Well, all I do is ring up my buddy in London and say, you know, go do listing number so-and-so and buy it. I ship it out to him via eBay. Of course, it doesn't work, but I list it as working. He gets it. He says it's the wrong color, or just wasn't, I just changed my mind, or something. Send it back. So the broken item now comes back, and and he gets his money back, and it just goes into the returns flow, which is a big pallet of stuff somewhere in Chicago or Los Angeles, where some some hapless liquidator just bids on it in a bulk lot, and figures out it doesn't work. How do they? But how eBay do they didn't
1: sh- suffer from that.
0: Well, eBay. Well, eBay. Yeah, I suppose it's the liquidator, unless the liquidator somehow gets back. I don't know. It just it just seems like you could sell junk for large amounts of money, and and wouldn't wouldn't you do that? I mean, the chances of getting caught by the time they catch up with you, particularly if you use a guest account to buy it, you'd be long gone. Mm-hmm. And, and would they even ever find out? Because, it, as I say, it's sitting on the bottom of a pallet. Would they even know that? Would the guy that bought the pallet ever come back and complain or say, "Oh, that one didn't really work"? Or would they track it? Just, it'd, be, it'd be horrendous.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We don't all know somebody in London, but I could see a whole new genre of uh, virtual assistants who are yes. in other countries yes, 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 <laughs> yes. start having that as their job. Well, it's
0: basically, it's, 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 it's money for junk. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, that's just the way my brain works, but you know, I'm sure other people are much quicker off the market spotting opportunities to, uh, to cash in. Uh, So anyway, we're getting off the topic, but that's international shipping. Um, My opt-out status, we don't know how that's going to work. We talked about the fact that there was an international glitch. Did you read a lot of posts about that?
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't read a lot of posts. I just uh, heard from people um, that they would list something, uh, maybe in a combined listing. And Mark talked about this, our guest, Mm -hmm. uh, that it didn't show for a while for the international buyer. And I did have uh, a person over the weekend. So I'm answering things over the weekend on my phone because I've got the kids here mm-hmm. and, uh, someone asked, Oh, could you combine shipping? I want to get two pairs of those pants that are over a hundred dollars. And I said, sure. She said, what deal will you give me? I said, 15% off plus I'll combine the shipping. Uh, and then I said, well, it'll be faster since I'm not at the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just buy them and I'll refund you the 15% and I'll refund you what you pay over the shipping. Well, then later I see that they were she bought them both separately and she's an international buyer. So that doesn't work at all for many reasons. One of which I can't combine the shipping with the new international shipping. The other one is I can't, I refunding her 15% doesn't work well because she's already paying customs or VAT or whatever she's going to pay on the full price. So
0: you can't access the shipping charge because you couldn't give a Not discount on the shipping charge. They, they're funny about giving money back. It just I think, shows on me yeah.
1: the shipping to Illinois. So gotcha. she was on my end, I see that she was charged $12 and 45 cents for shipping for both of them. So I canceled them. I, I asked her, uh, now that I see that you're, international. I'll cancel them and put them into one listing. Now that I'm back at the computer too cuz mm-hmm. it was Monday. So she said sure. So I canceled both uh created one listing for both of them with the 15% off and and then of course eBay's going to calculate well I just put the weight for two of them and eBay'll calculate the shipping. Right. And then I sent her the URL for the listing. And she could not access it via the URL. However, by going into my store, she found it, which was good on her that she was able to identify it. I do have seventeen hundred items, hmm. and uh, it was it was just interesting that it populated on eBay and even in my store. A search in my store. Mm-hmm but it wouldn't let her access the link. Well,
0: interestingly, I had something similar where some guy was trying to sell me something and he said, I've just listed a bunch of these things. Here's a whole load of item numbers. And obviously, he had listed them because he had the item numbers. But when I typed the item numbers into just the search box, which normally is plenty good enough to bring up the item, nothing came up. And it was like that for a few hours. And then it came up. What I should have done is ebay.com slash item slash whatever the number is to access the oh. link directly and bypass the search process because that probably would have surfaced his item. Okay,
1: but don't you think it's weird that I gave her the URL and it wouldn't work for
0: her? Not so sure about that uh, unless she was doing something strange at her end. Okay. I mean, she might have been accessing via a different platform like, you know, ebay.co.uk or... Oh, so or the URL just was no good. In which case it might then have to go via the search system to track uh, back to the U.S. site. Who knows? Okay. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I think my working theory here is that this has started the same time as they've pushed us all into the international shipping. So I think what happens is now, before search indexing can happen... It has to go out to the third-party providers that manage all of the customs complexity and says, Shari's listing a handbag, and it will go, oh, it's a leather handbag. Can't send that to Italy. Let's block Italy. You know, it, it, it's got 25% VAT if it goes to France. All, all those sort of rules and regulations. Yeah. Builds a big database, sends it back into eBay. Now eBay can index that and say, okay, we're not going to list that on .it, and, you know, we'll do it in France, but, you know. It has to build all that data and do that stuff yeah, now what used to be a amazing. few minutes from you hitting the submit button to it being coming up when they type the number in now has gone to hours i think now maybe that'll speed yeah. up as these guys buy bigger computers but right now i think that's quite a substantial delay And i, I, I suspect it's the international rules and regs that get built into the, the system that weren't there before which is why it's it's taking time to find stuff
1: yeah it's really complicated it's Pretty impressive. It's a
0: very complicated. Even even the sort of the phase one, we moan about it because it's got some rough edges. It's a very complicated product.
1: Yeah. So and I'm I'm glad I still have international buyers because they're the ones who look for these
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of odd pants that I'm selling.
0: Okay, but so, you've not regretted going into the scheme. You're you're happily. Oh, not part- at all. No? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh. I'm a. I'm still happy. Uh, that they handle the returns because with clothing, sometimes it doesn't fit as expected. Even though I have the measurements, uh, it's still a hard way to tell if it's going to fit right. So I'm very happy about it. I know that it it makes it more difficult. I'm definitely going to have to check with people when they ask about combined shipping. I'm going to have to ask them if they're international. People will get,
0: get savvy to that, I think. once, once yeah. um, First time you come across this, they're going to go, why not? But if they're they're regular international buyers, they will very quickly latch on and say, you know what, could you put A and B into a a separate listing because I'd like to buy that.
1: I see that that's going to have to be the new way is just create the combined listing. So should we talk about the negative feedback? Yes, yes.
0: I like hearing people (laughs) who receive bad feedback.
1: Yeah, I like airing my dirty laundry. (laughs) So last week uh, we talked about it and they said my name. Yay. In the negative feedback. At first I was quite offended because they're Sherry, come on. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, but then I thought, oh, goody, that means yes. they'll remove it. So uh, I called eBay, and he said, you're correct, we'll remove that. So they removed it, and when I checked, <laughs> like, the next two days later, maybe, they had removed the comment, mm-hmm. but it still showed a negative feedback. And uh, I was like, oh, darn. But the person... Returned it and I have free returns. And this is on the other account that I manage. And uh, I looked a few days later Mm -hmm. and the negative feedback was gone, which you helped me determine that it's probably because of the free returns.
0: And uh, just the general case, I think here, I would suggest there's, there's little motivation for most of us to read all the fine print on the eBay website, there's lots of it. But the one thing I would recommend that you take a moment to read through is all the all the small Weasley print around feedback, and particularly what qualifies for removal of feedback. Because oftentimes there's a get-out-of-jail-free card lurking in there, but you have to ring up and ask for it. For example, yeah. obviously using your name was identifying, personally identifying information, that would be grounds for for them to... Certainly take away the comment. I would have thought they got rid of the whole thing, but
1: anyway. I know. How odd. There's another one, for example,
0: that says you cannot use eBay feedback to share the result of any kind of eBay case or adjudication of something. So you see all these guys that have negative feedback out there and the, 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 the feedback lever says, oh, I had to file a complaint to get my money back from eBay. Well, in theory, that's removable, if you ask, because that's revealing confidential information between you and eBay.
1: More dirty laundry. I had an authentication fail. No. I know. This is completely demoralizing. So first, I just saw that I had a return. So I always look right away and see, hopefully, it's not an expensive item. So it comes up as a
0: return. It says, what was the word? A buyer wants to return an item or... An item is being returned. I mean, does it does it sort of masquerade as a uh-huh. buyer return?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I don't remember exactly what mm. it said, other than your buyer wants to return your item, I or okay. you have a return. I can't remember. I'll have to look into that. But uh, I looked in at it, and then by looking at the details, it said my authentication failed, and it's for a sixteen hundred dollar Louis Vuitton handbag, mm. which I know is authentic, but. At first, I'm like, what's happening? This is a travesty. But I read further and was able to see the notes that there were, what it looked like when I first read it was scratches that weren't shown or called out and some light debris inside the bag, which I don't remember seeing at all, but... I I looked and I had used all the pictures available. Um, So I called eBay, of course, and they were able to get someone from the authentication department on the phone with me. Mm -hmm. And what she said was, so I I learned something interesting. First of all, I said it was new with tags. Well, it did have the tags and it did look new and it's for a, client that I sell for and many of the things are brand new I had determined it was new but one thing she uh told me is that when a buyer buys through the authentication program if it's new with tags they can't return it
0: if you don't accept returns
1: no I do accept returns oh in, in
0: general you can't yeah That's odd. so
1: I thought oh well that is wonderful to know I love that but um They determined that because I said new with tags, Mm -hmm. that implies it has no flaws. Right. And I go along with that. That's correct. No,
0: I agree. That's good. People are pretty loose out there with the way they describe stuff.
1: Yeah. So she sent me... And really, sometimes these bags are stored for a couple years, Mm -hmm. and there was a crease in it from storage, Mm -hmm. a slight one, uh, that I actually oh gosh, I didn't even notice, but, uh, also some very light debris inside the bag and some, a couple of like light scuffs. So I agree with them. And now I know yeah. if it has any flaw whatsoever, whether it was from storage or not, not to call it new with tags, okay. but it's, uh, I said, oh, is this I said I so could I'm you so have got sorry. away
0: with that if you declared the the, the the fluff inside and the very slight crease, or not that would have been new with tags. Okay, they wouldn't have even allowed that with, with declaration.
1: Yeah, and uh, so you can't uh, have it as new with tags if it has mm-hmm. any flaws. Gotcha. Okay, and also by the fact that the buyer can't return it if it's new with tags. So I just, I love that. I now know I can't have new with tags with some you know flaws from storage. And then I asked her, is this a uh, mark against me? Hmm. And it does count because I'll tell you what, while I was on the phone with her, I saw a notice from eBay that there was a case against me oh. and that was opened by the authentication process. And then I found, and uh, then I had another notice that there was, the case was determined against me, obviously. Uh-huh. So, i while we were on the phone i said oh i see that there was a case because of that is that going to be a defect and she said yes Mm. but after i don't know if i should say this or not but after speaking to me Mm -hmm. uh she did remove that defect i I
0: presume they're in the mode of trying to get people on board with this particular arrangement and they're trying to turn people off so my guess is is a reasonably good amount of latitude in the customer yes. service world, right now, whether that will continue forever, who knows? But uh, and, and and what I about won't the fees? Make that Did they again. you got your fees back? Everything you're yes. At, so they shipped it both ways, or you shipped it one way? They paid for the return shipping.
1: I don't. So far, I looked it up yesterday. There were no additional fees other than my original shipping okay. that I paid to ship it to the authenticator. Uh, I was refunded the fees, not the shipping cost, and. I'm the listing still exists in my past orders, Mm -hmm. so I can relist it and just change the condition to pre owned and then call out. So, learning points are
0: new means new, don't bend that rule. Um, And uh, if it's not quite new, then don't take it, say it's new. As far as we know, you can appeal against the defect and. Uh, so far, not too far out of pocket on terms of things. My guess is, right now, I think the authentication is listed as a free service because they're trying to build volume. But yeah. When it goes to being a paid service, I think you'd be out of luck when it comes to getting a refund if they say you didn't describe it correctly. on the fees. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to end up paying, I suspect, full fees on something that comes back to you. Just yeah. 100. But
1: this was a good education because I thought authentication was about whether it was real or not, which it was. But it's also more than that, mm-hmm. so that's good to know. Interesting.
0: Okay, good. Thank you for that. Uh, you're let's welcome. move on. And we were on a call. I don't like talking about calls that that you're not invited to, but you are invited because. This is a call for people that have expressed interest in running a meetup group or similar in their area. You can just go to community.ebay.com, and there's a little subgroup there, and you can you can click on that and say, I'm interested, in which case you would be invited to calls such as this. So it's not a not a closed call by any means. And uh, we learned a few things between us. We we jotted down some notes. What did you get?
1: Well, Adam Ireland is going to be in Phoenix for, eBay, for the eBay Open pre-launch party event.
0: And you like him, right? He's good.
1: He's a good guy. I really like him. Yes.
0: So you went last long. <laughs> Uh
1: I'm not going to Phoenix. It's a little far, but right. I mean it's not that far. And then eBay Live, which uh, us old timers sometimes yeah. confuse with eBay Open. That's where there's an you can have an online auction, like you can do with whatnot. But now eBay has a tool called eBay Live, where you have a live auction, and they have a sign up. Where you can, exp- if you are interested in having, you're using the app and having eBay live events, you can sign up for that.
0: So basically, they're going to vet people that get on at this point. They don't want people, frankly, going out there already falling flat on their face, right? And then, they want to make then sure then posting to YouTube how awful it was and how they lost money and stuff. Yeah, they want to make smart. sure that you know what you're doing, and they might give you some help and things. I don't know. So they seem very keen. They like it. I mean, they think it's a big thing, like all these things. But they want it to be successful, and they don't want us to just go and make a mess of it.
1: Yeah, I I would only want to do it if eBay was going to get me all the people. Mm -hmm. Because really, if you do that, you need to get your own people. So you really need to have a following. Yeah, I did check out the link, but I didn't sign up as an interested person yet. Because their main questions are whether you sell on other things yeah. like instagram mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. twitter facebook i'm not mm-hmm. i don't know about twitter but anyway because they want to know that you have a following so that you'll have enough people attend, yeah, and they so want to, you'll be successful i mean it's
0: expensive for them to have the platform capacity to handle all the volume and stuff they want to know you're going to fill it it's like you know it costs money to have this sort of uh thing sitting sitting there doing nothing so yeah they want to get their money's worth out of you all right, uh. so yes, you can sign up for that. Also, they talked a bit about Vero, which has not got a good press over recent years with sellers. Um it's, it's come to a head a little bit because of the, the whole international shipping thing, because now you've got issues with certain manufacturers don't like their stuff going to certain countries, or they've done a deal with some channel in a country that says they're the only people that can sell Levi's in this particular territory and know that, you know, there's a whole now matrix of other issues that have to get blended into the whole Vero thing, so uh they're working that through and they have means of for example if there's a territorial deal with a particular brand somewhere that they can then block out the listings from being shown in that particular territory um, they are also trying to be more friendly in terms of how they handle alleged vero violations and for example just suspending a listing and parking it where it can't be seen and until you work it out with the brand holder or make the corrections or whatever, which is better than simply deleting it and, and then leaving you oh, with the problem yeah. having to recreate it from scratch. So yeah, that's and, and worst. I, and I think I've seen somewhere, some example messages um, and they're much more practically orientated to guide you through the process and be more friendly and, and actually try and make it sound like it's actually not your fault, which it isn't, but right. you know, anyway, so Vero is oh. something that's actively live and they talked about that and I think it'll get better.
1: Yeah, and they talked about AI for listings, of course, on the app Mm -hmm. uh, to include visual search assistant, which I'm really excited about. So uh, where you can take a a picture of your item or scan your item, and then it can start a listing for you. It's going to have to be really smart, but I've been using Google Lens for this and Google Lens is working better and better and better oh, at good. identifying these obscure things mm-hmm. and finding the exact one. Then I see what the title is for it, and then I can search eBay for it or click through it if it's an eBay listing. So I'm excited to hear that eBay is working on that.
0: I've had better luck with Google image search lately. Traditionally, TinEye was the app that you used to use to get an exact image match. I think Google is now moving into that territory. So you can actually maybe find the original manufacturer's uh, listing, perhaps. Anyway, so that's interesting. And I think the problem is that they have is that I think a lot of smaller and and newcomer sellers struggle with that sort of writer's block. You know, when you've got a blank space on your tablet or your phone saying, OK, give us your listing. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just take a photograph of something in the house that, or a similar item or the item itself and have the AI, go look it up, find out what it is, write the description, and offer to the, that to you as a draft? I mean, that's where they want to go with it, I think.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: So, I mean, um, plus, they are excited I'm, about that.
1: It's not like I have writer's block. It's like sometimes I have no idea what this thing is. Mm-hmm. So, it's really helpful. It gives you model names, sometimes maker names. So... That is really exciting. So if
0: you're looking to avoid AI in the next year, that's uh, bad news for you because there's a lot of stuff they're working on and uh, they're very excited about that too.
1: Yeah, that's the one AI I'm excited about. Also, there was a chat
0: on this thing to do some Q&A with uh, the uh, the folks on the call.
1: Yes. So I got some satisfying answers. Mm -hmm. One question I asked was, now that we can go back on all orders, we can go back two years. Yes. However, we can't relist Mm. from something older than 90 days. The pictures aren't still there other than the one first picture. Uh, So I really would like to be able to relist from an item going back two Mm -hmm. years. So Mm -hmm. I asked if they're ever going to add that functionality beyond 90 days. And the answer, can I say who gave the answer or...
0: It Maybe. was it was a public meeting. It wasn't under NDA. It was oh, visible okay. to everybody. So why not?
1: Okay, good. So it was Valerie Yi who knows what she's talking about, and uh, she said that she'll bring it. They will bring it up again to the team uh, to consider it. Okay, so I, I think, I guess that, I think that's
0: French for nothing's going to happen. But uh, yeah, well, it's a polite way of saying go away.
1: I guess that means we're not working on it yet, but who knows? At least I got to tell them I want that. And then the other one, I don't know how interesting this will be to other people, but I have my categories really need, my store categories, a complete overhaul. And as it is now, you have to move your items out of the category, I thought, Hmm. to rename it. So I asked about that. And she said, you don't have to move them out of the category to rename it. However, my other question was, well, uh, can I merge them without hmm. taking the items hmm. out? And you can't merge categories yet without taking your items out of the categories. And she said she'll bring that back up to the product team.
0: Okay, same answer. There's
1: my two little obscure <laughs> questions that hopefully apply to somebody Well, I, I, else.
0: I went for one question, um, which was, I think, in the light of recent events where selling quantities got... Changed to random, is it about time or isn't it time now that eBay could justify having a proper beta trial platform where you test the code with willing participants and check out, or check out that it works before you load it up on the production platform? And I got the same answer you got. Well, think about it. <laughs> which means uh, no. I've asked yeah. that question in various to various people at various times because I think it's a pertinent one every time there's a big cock up. Um, and I get the same answer, which is basically, look, uh, The people, and this is my interpretation, this is not a direct quote, the folks in eBay product who basically build the platform, a lot of them have have built their careers and their professional reputations on a system that allows them to make very quick changes. By quick, I mean within a day or two. So there's a lot of professional equity built up in the idea that we run around like headless chickens and, and fix stuff rather than get it right in the first place. And I think that to go back to what to them would seem like an incredibly old-fashioned way of working where you test stuff before you release it is is just culturally not going to fly because there's important people have have basically said the way they're going to do this is, is roughly test it, throw it up on the site, run around like crazy people for a couple of days afterwards, and then sort it out if there's a problem.
1: eBay is pushing to save sellers, uh, subscribers to your store, and... It looks like it's driving like a four times increase in sales with that seller. Mm, So I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, requiring immediate payment
0: for auctions starts testing on Q3. Which is tricky if you think about it. I mean, how would you know how much to charge when something starts at a dollar? You know? Yeah. I
1: wonder how they're going to do that. Would you give your
0: credit card in for a, a dollar item that might go to 500 bucks? You know, I don't know. It's a tough, tough call.
1: Well, if you're planning on bidding that, I mean, at least you can control what you're going to bid. Yes,
0: I suppose you could. So you, you, yeah.
1: And then the kind of makes uh, sniping
0: going to be hard, isn't it? How's that? How's that going to work? I know
1: this <laughs> is really going to interfere with your process. Well, that,
0: if, if they if they if they mess up sniping, then they're going to lose a lot of money because that's typically where all the big transactions are how they're all handled. No one goes in there and puts their best bid out at the beginning and lets it ride.
1: Well, you get your approval. <laughs> early on yeah. and then you snipe at the end
0: right they just but i don't, so I don't bid anything until the last minute cuz i'm not going to reveal my hand so does in the last 6 seconds do i have to then suddenly enter my credit card number
1: ah cuz that isn't going to happen see. properly
0: or do i just they give might, do i just put mm. a, a whole ton of cash put my whole bank account into ebay's coffers and and, and i can bid anything i like till I, till I exhaust that big lump of money
1: so adam's project the vault is to open for general storage for trading cards. They don't have to be purchased through eBay.
0: I thought it was even wider than that. It might be just generally junk Junk that's expensive. I don't know. Oh,
1: really? You that's think what, it's beyond trading cards? I don't know. I, we did It
0: wasn't recorded, so I don't know. Uh, ah. I, I interpreted that as being we're open to other things. Now, I guess it has to be valuable and probably small because uh, I guess they have a certain sort of structure to their storage. I thought it was for other stuff which is, I think, a, a kind way of saying it. maybe they haven't filled in quite, quite the uh, square footage so far with cards that they thought they might have done, and therefore they've got a lot of empty space on the shelves. Oh
1: Well, this oh. is very interesting. If it's for other stuff, that's moving into the fulfillment yes. realm, and that's pretty exciting.
0: Yes. I don't know. I, 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 it's one of those things I think it's a very good idea. I, I don't knock the idea. I, I think it's a little over-egged for most <laughs> sellers. Excuse me um so it's a i think it's overkill for most of us but maybe there's some people that like it i don't think it's going to be a runaway success i think it may have its place though i'm going yeah. i'm going to the middle of the road on that anyway let's press ahead uh what about the um diary the stuff up and running yeah oh up and running yes so,
1: so up and running the deadline to submit an application is june 9th right. so if you haven't Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You just might win.
0: I decided to park it this year. I couldn't write anything different than I think I'd submitted previously. I have some ideas, but it'll be around next year. I'll take a break. I'll think about it. And then uh, maybe I'll come back fresh next year. I, d- I started it. And I thought it's going to be the same one I wrote last year and it's not going to be thick enough. So, uh, all right. There we go. Well,
1: last bit of advice is make it, uh, share your story and make it personal.
0: That's where I was going to go with it. But, you can only win once, and I'm sure they're going to run it every year. So why not? Uh, why not park it for a year, take a year off, and go for it next year? Uh, also, I noticed in the news or the things coming up, the Boss Remi- Reseller Remix uh, folks have uh, confirmed their dates, 16th to 19th of October. Tickets for that go on sale 1st of July. I saw they'd post at least the speakers. Uh, on their site. Good range of people speaking at that event. Takes place in Las Vegas. And also, they very proudly recently announced they've booked Mr. Adam Island, your buddy.
1: I know. Now I might have to go.
0: To to speak. So you, you, you maybe meet him again. I think he'll be very good. I, I think he has... Oh, yeah. I mean, even the stuff that he sends out, like the Christmas message and stuff, obviously he has people that write stuff for him. It reads like he actually wrote it himself and he cares. Now, either he's got a very good team of people that write that kind of stuff, Always the kind of guy that says, "If I have my name's at the bottom, I'm actually going to put something personal in this." Yeah, and I, I, I think, think he, he will very accurately totally. gauge people the right the, the sense of the room and what people care about, and probably give us an interesting talk. And it's not probably one that's just written by eBay corporate communications department talking about handbags, sneakers, and trading cards. But you never, know. <laughs> you might let us down. But my my guess he'll be very uh, good. He's
1: not going to let us down. I'm. I, they should be very proud of themselves for getting him
0: yeah yeah interesting actually that uh, ebay is quite supportive of these um multi-channel type um ventures and stuff they they you know they could take the line well we're not going to interact with anybody that isn't strictly ebay but they seem to be recognizing that most of their high volume sellers are not just on ebay and they it's better for them to embrace the fact that they maybe use other channels yeah. Um, than just uh, stick their head in the sand and uh, ignore it. So good good luck to them for that. Uh, also, let's have a look. Oh, yes, um, uh, something came out. If you are still doing your own international shipping, which is me, uh, July is the start of EU enforcement of accurate HS codes, those six-digit customs codes, and at least a line or two of description of the item and not just gift. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it may come winging back to you.
1: And this is the last three Three weeks for free Q2 supplies yep. before we get our Q3 coupon. Time if you to add store. to that
0: uh, shipping supplies mountain. <laughs> that was stuff yeah. i never get around to using. <laughs> And I mentioned before, but uh, eBay is coming to Florida. If you're in Florida, hopefully you'll join us uh, between the 12th and the 14th of June. 12th is Tampa. 13th is Orlando, the key event, of course. And 14th is Fort Lauderdale. Brian all coming to say hi to you there. Love to see you there. Details at uh, sellerevents.ebay.com. That's sellerevents.ebay.com for those meetings. I think that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Thankfully, I uh, got to the end. <laughs> Philip Jackson here saying thanks you very much indeed for your company. You can find out more about us and stay in touch and get in contact, all that good stuff at our website. That is sell, sell, sell dot online. Sell, sell, sell dot online.
1: Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.